0: Hello, boys and girls. This is uh, Ted Motorcycle Man, episode Hello. number sixty.
1: Wow! And big 60. here we are
0: in the, the V Twin Cafe, here in the corner booth. Oh, wow. Yay. My name is Ted and I wrong way and I hear I don't want to use that anymore. I, I I remember the one you used to use was the um what was it? Oh the squeaky sound. The squeaky toy. That's Yeah, there <laughs> That's that's better. Yeah, but wrong way with the screen. Yeah, I know <laughs> with the squeak. With the squeak. <laughs> and uh, I am here with Tim Buck too. Hello and Chris the Joker. So here we are. The brothers were in the, uh, we're, we're at the V Twin Cafe here in Sunny Downtown Cranford. It wasn't so sunny today. Uh, oh, it was miserable today. Uh, oh my God! I was glad I was off. Wow. Poured like a bastard today.
1: Yes, it did. Son it of a bitch, it rained like a little off. thunder. Was nice. Oh, you guys up. had thunder really? Yeah. Oh, it we didn't know. Nice. We didn't know. just rained. And I was sleeping too. I was just just about you to get up. Lazy uh,
0: bastard, you.
1: Maybe stay in bed for another half, an hour.
0: What <laughs> time? What time mean, did you get up then? Ten o'clock. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Well, I got out of bed at 10 o'clock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you wait. didn't wake up till 11, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's right. I got out of bed. I wasn't What time did you get up, Chris? I got up at 9
1: o'clock this morning. <laughs> 10, yeah. 10 to 7.
0: <laughs> like, I got up at 10 to 7, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> one of us three had to go to work. Oh, you poor kid, I wish. Yeah. It was all right. You know, it's, uh, it's a thing. But, uh, I didn't ride today. How's you guys been? You been riding? Doing any yeah. kind
1: of that? Haven't had time. Might Small stuff here, and in here. Nothing major. I no, been working really. So
0: did you did you ride Sunday or this weekend at all? Yeah, I did, but I mean, not, not nothing. You know, usual watching mountain. Riding. Is it getting to, to the time of year where it's too cold to ride? Eh, no. <laughs> 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 you want to think about it for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of. I, mean, yeah. I don't like cold weather at all. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Actually, hey, I hate you know, well, we can talk about it briefly. but and you did, and you? So, have you, When was the last time you were on your bike, Tim? A week ago. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: I went to work one day. Oh, wow. But it's, like I said, this time of year, I have no time because I get, I get out so late. It's dark. And it's very dark. And I don't trust people over there
0: driving no, over there. you can't trust anybody. Well, while I'm, I'm
1: working, I can't trust them not to hit my bike if I park it someplace. <laughs> they are just freaking animals.
0: There's no yellow striped area you can park in.
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't matter.
0: No, it doesn't matter, right? They don't care. That's kind of like that lone cactus in the middle of the desert. Invariably, somebody's going to run they're into the it. They're
1: the kind right? of people <laughs> that if I park anywhere, they're going to hit my bike and say, "Well, it should have been there." Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, you can't win.
0: So I'm I'm kind of that's the problem when you when you park your bike in an area that's you know technically is not meant for any kind of parking, right? Because you that's that's the world you live in because everybody will fucking do it. But then, if something happens, you go. Oh, the people go. Well, you're not know supposed to park there. You know do you always have you know, to fucking the people is, go right. right against it. Right, and right. then you go. It's like, but the thing is, you as as a, as a bike owner, right, and all of us, we can park anywhere and not consume a parking space. Right. That's exactly the way I look at it. You know, we're not we're not consuming a parking space. Look, you can park there. I'm not. I'm parking over here. And this, I generally have I a problem. Know. I've said this before. Um, I I don't like, um. I'm not a real big fan of taking up a whole parking spot with my bike. No, no I'm not no, either. No, no. It's stupid, because it, and there, there's a, a, a number of reasons for it. Because people, uh, the general retard public out there, yeah, um, you know, I'm not very PC, obviously. <coughs> <laughs> um, me. Don't. Uh, I've I've heard stories from people that uh, people get pissed off at bikers for taking a whole parking spot out. I've heard like people, it, I've heard guys <sighs> getting your helmet stolen because people didn't like it. Right. Well, I, yeah, like that the, bike, you know what I'm saying. I always, so lock I don't my trust helmet, people. Yeah. No, and plus, also, I just think it's if I'm, I'll park in like the yellow stripe zones. I'm sure a lot oh, of a time. lot oh, yeah. of a lot of listeners oh, yeah. out there oh, yeah. do it. Dude. Like if there's a yellow little stripe park yeah, zone, yeah, yeah. I'll park my bike there. Yeah. yeah, not taking up a parking spot right. and not blocking people. and not blocking exactly. anything. Exactly right. Absolutely so, and right. and I've seen cops have seen me do it. Yeah. They, they don't in multiple times. They don't care. No, you're not. Nobody. I'm not doing it. And the wrong. people who get pissed because you're taking up a whole parking spot, would they feel better if you only took up half the parking spot? No, yeah, no, right. they're just being idiots. Yeah, but it's, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's not. when I go. I go to the local Walmart. Asking. You know where they put the carriages in in the building on the side? I park right there. I park right there on the sidewalk. Boom, like fifty feet from the door. It's. N- I don't have to worry about a parking spot, and nobody's behind the barrier, the little uh, the bollards that they have set up. Right. I park right there. Yep. Anytime I go to a store, I look for a yellow-striped area. Or some sort of sidewalk off the sidewalk and park. you know Target and uh, right. uh, over by Clark, they have mm-hmm. you know like the front door? Right. i pull my bike right on the sidewalk and a park off to the side. Yeah. I'm and nobody's way and I'm right next to the door. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 of course. Yeah. That's, all I do. That's yeah. why I love having a motorcycle. Yeah. It just, just it's really packed over here, you know, where any place. And, 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 and yeah. I'm like, I'm riding my bike. I don't care. I don't care. Park anywhere I want. Park anywhere. right on the fucking sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it I'll <laughs> take it inside. Yeah. But you know what? I always yeah, but I always lock always lock my helmet on the bike. I don't. I don't. I never put my bike on a helmet without locking. Yeah, eye. I can't remember who told me that, but it, I like. I, and that's that. That was the first time I've heard it from people. That uh, yeah, people get. Uh, There's just assholes in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. People get all pissy over something like oh, bike taking up the whole parking spot. Yeah, and they it's end before you know, stupid. you come out and your shit's missing. And yeah, you know, people are just jerk-offs. I know. Hey, uh, this episode is brought to you by. Uh, Audible.com, com. Get your free audiobook download. Thirty day free trial at audibletrial.com dot com. Slash Motorcycle Man. Over one hundred eighty thousand dollars to choose from for iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP three player. I just finished listening to uh, the latest book from Neil Peart. Nice. Uh, and I you know, I have to listen to some of them. Let stuff. me tell you something about the. Here's here's the this book. Let's give a little sample. I don't even mean my drumming Lord and God. Is this up? go down
2: and I dash through that curtain and up the stairs to the stage I am tense with focus and uncertainty, though equally focused on not displaying tension or uncertainty People sometimes say things like you look so relaxed when you're playing the drums Mm. so in command I can only laugh and say, well, I sure wish it felt that way.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Begin as you mean to go on can also refer to my intention to take a cue from the R-40 tour's reverse chronology set list and open this story with the
3: final
0: show. If I'm going to try to tell something about a 41-year relationship with Alex and Getty, and a separate relationship with the music we've made together over those decades, it'll be necessary to do some leaping about in time, so... So, as you can see, he talks a lot about, in this book, he, he, it's sort of like a memoir. More
1: cool. about the band stuff? No, no. no he's retired. He, well, he, yeah, pulled the, you know, he pulled the plug
0: on done. The it. thing is, he went on, like the first few chapters were about, you know, a lot about his daughter. He's got a five-year-old daughter. A guy who's 64 years old, and he's got a five-year-old wow. daughter. He talked a lot about her. talked a lot about his relationship with his wife. He talked a lot about uh Rush. And the tour, awesome, and all that. And then the la- probably the last half of the book was all about his traveling between shows on the motorcycle with one of his uh, one, of one of his partners that he rides around with, and the book left me with the sense of finality, like it's, it's definitely him it. saying he's done, with absolutely everything? done. With everything? <laughs> yeah, he you said know, he's, like he can't do the, the he can't do it anymore. Well, it's not so fine. much that he can't; he can. He doesn't want to. Yeah, that's not more time. You know, and it's fine, fine. He's forty-one years. He Doesn't, in doesn't rush, need man. money anymore, I guess. You know, no. No. no, he doesn't have to worry about money. No. But you know, and the thing is, is in, in even riding motorcycles, he's, he's 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 all about that. And that was some. It was a really, really great book. And one of the interesting things about this book that was different from all the other ones is that after you finish all the chapters, and then he did the uh, epilogue, which is the end of the book. He ended it by saying, "The end." All the other books he never did that. Wow. Yeah. He's done writing books too. I don't know that he's done writing books. He loves to write. He's very very prolific. He's really, oh, he's really a great writer. Really is. Um, but all the adventures he tells about on his motorcycles and stuff, he tells about how he he did crash. How That's old a, is he now? Sixty four. Uh, yeah. And he has a how old? is His daughter five. Wow. Yeah. He waited late. Yeah, a little bit. So his life is all about that. About his he order. said he had a crash. Yeah, he did, and he kept it secret. For, nobody knew about it for five months. Wow! Because he didn't. Because they wanted to finish the R forty tour before they said anything. Yeah, he crashed. It's like he hit a spot of road. He was in. Uh, they were in Pennsylvania. Well, well, so it was it a catastrophic crash? Uh, he went down and he slid across the pavement. Uh, I mean, catastrophic. eating in the fucking. No, he didn't. He, didn't he, he no. He was a little sore, but he didn't. You know, no road rash. And he was on loose gravel. And he says he kind of just like. Slid across the road on the loose gravel. Hey, I know <laughs> how that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it was that. It just, a bunch of other really cool stories in the book. It's it's really interesting. But like I said, I left the book feeling like you know, damn, that's it. We're not going to hear anything else from this guy. That's we're done. Good yeah. for him, man. That, I mean, you know? he's a, he's a, he's my god and drumming, and hmm. he's a legend. He, you could know? Do, he could do whatever he wants, and he's a very humble man. He's very a very humble man. Oh, absolutely. He, he does not. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want his picture taken. Nothing. He doesn't want to talk attention whore at all. Not at all. He doesn't want any part of that whole thing. You people know? like people for years. He was. I saw an interview. They thought he was an asshole, but he just, he's not. He's, he's not. just not. It. He doesn't want attention. Yeah. He just, yeah. just wants attention. Yeah. He appreciates yeah. that people appreciate him and yeah. his drumming and stuff like that. But. He doesn't want to... He's a very subdued individual. Yeah, very, yeah, very, you know. So, But it was a great book. I mean, that was I, I, probably not going to be the last one. I don't know. Is he still riding? He still rides. Yeah, he does. Uh, but you do. know what? He's He he's, was focusing a lot of attention on... He has. He collects cars, too. He has, Where he has, does he live? He's in California. Um, yeah, he, does he, he really? I thought he lived in Canada. He was. He came to the United States, and he's an American citizen now. I, I understand yeah, that, but yeah. I, I thought some of the, most of the guys still live in Canada. They do uh Alex, Alex and Getty still live in Canada yeah they do but they you know they they talk and they you know they he I tell you he absolutely expresses absolute he loves drumming but he doesn't like uh, having to <laughs> really, It's sounds. I like, you know, what I'm I can, yeah, I can yeah, understand yeah, right? that. Yeah, it's just
1: you know, you like, want you know to have to do. You want to do it because you want to do it, not because you have to do it. it, it it's, it's, <laughs>
0: that's the whole point. And you get you get into a uh, you know legendary status like Rush. Yeah, I mean any any band. I mean, and then you're touring yeah. constantly, and <clears> then <throat> now for 41 years. Yeah, of doing yeah. it. Of course, you're gonna get it that way. Yeah, you're gonna man. be like, uh, look. I always say this, and it's I, not I, just jam. No. It's like, okay, we got to do a show tonight tomorrow well I tell next you what you day, know like next day the next day, yeah. next day the next day and that it's like <laughs> well you know you listen to this you listen to these books and you listen to him how he describes what goes on and there was a routine that they had and it seemed very comfortable you know and it was but between shows he's like uh, me and david or me and michael or uh, or, or uh, one of the other guys so they would they said, okay we we took the bikes out of the trailer and and then boom, they go. They 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 spend the whole evening or day plotting out the route where they're going, and they go, and they just and they go see stuff. When they're out there, and it's just well, and um, you know, it's really cool. I, mean, it's, it's what I, I, I heard mean, that he also he he rode the bike a lot between shows. That's what he did. Like when yes, you know yes. one show was done, they pack yeah. up and they and they're going to the next yeah. venue. He would ride yeah. his bike instead of yep. taking a tour bus. Yep. Uh, one of his books, Road Show. That's what it was all about, man. The whole book was about that. And the last three books. Was a little bit of everything, but I have yeah. to listen. Yeah, to I'm least telling one you, got it. Yeah, they're, they're, it's hey, worth it. You get it. a free download. Yeah, yeah it's, it's worth it. It really is worth yeah, it. How long, how long we've we been telling that oh, myself, Jesus and God, I don't God. do it about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, yeah. as long as the road I <laughs> One of these days I'm gonna get a fucking road ID. Speaking of road ID, Woody's on his way to Ireland right now. Wow, nice. Yeah, he's on his way to. I, you know, and the thing, I don't know who he got passed off to, but the the last gentleman who had him, uh, Alan, uh, said that he, he he gave him, and he's probably on his way to Ireland. I, you know, Our, we didn't, Ireland, Ireland. Yeah, we didn't know if he was going to go north or south. And I, 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 Have I just, you got any re- recent pictures? Uh, just the last ones I showed you guys. Oh, time. that's it. Yeah, that's it. they're, po- they're on the website now. Uh, I expressed interest for Woody to go to Amsterdam and and hook up with a hooker. Uh, that would have been pretty cool, but, <laughs> but no, we don't know. Well, he a yeah, be, yeah. It'd be great if he if they turned, if they turned him into a, a drudge. Dr- they turned him into a dildo. <laughs> Put a camera on the end of it. Yeah, no, but then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, you're an artist. Wow, it
0: had to paint a picture. Oh man, oh yep, man. it had to go there, right? Yeah, like a like a like a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an adventure for Woody. Oh, oh here we but go. That would be an adventure. <laughs> an, an adventure? That would be hell. <laughs> Nobody, he would. You know what? He would die right there because <laughs> no one would touch him from that point on. He'd be very trippy. He would, he would never go anywhere. And if he did go anywhere, he'd be go like. Why does he smell like, fish? He's yeah, like yeah, fish. Ah, fish. He's gonna come
1: back looking like one of the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, See, yeah,
0: This episode brought to you comes by back with herpes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna be in a plastic bag for his.
0: Yeah. <laughs> please, uh, if if you get Woody, uh, just. Don't put him in in, any, into any orifice. Yeah. I just please. I beg
1: orifice free, Woody. I beg yeah, of you. And we just gave and everybody all that idea. You know, now. the thing
0: is, I should have put that on the, sta- on, on, the, on the on the on the on the tag. Please don't put me inside you. <laughs> I should have had that on there. One of our Europe not listeners yet. now is yeah. gonna hear that uh, and if they happen to be close. <laughs> yeah. I did send a message to you and McGregor and I just said, look, you know, Woody's out there on the road and if you see him just pass him along, you know. So it's you. It'd be cool. Uh, Patreon. Hey, listen, though, we we got a we got a Patreon subscriber actually, believe it or not. Really? That's nice. Liza Miller. <laughs> is it yeah, yeah liza liza yes i believe not, i swear to god you know so we have our Shit, first liza su- <laughs> no yeah, yeah. liza <laughs> minelli no we have our first subscriber so thank uh, you liza thank you liza thank and liza. uh we're gonna start uh we're gonna, we're gonna start doing some stuff now I'm you know, just putting things together i got the uh ian from stuck up sticker company in tom's river is gonna hook us up with some stickers so we're cool. gonna have some stickers made we're gonna get those out um uh, the, the River Ride app. You're not using it, are you, Chris? Yeah, I do. I Did you really once in a while? Yeah, back and forth. I, I told you the one thing that the only yeah. the downside you know that I, I didn't like to it was the um, you can't post it on Facebook. and it was the, the yeah the, you can no you can post it on it but I, I I like map my ride when you post it on there it posts you see the the actual visual uh it gives you all the the layouts of you know, the map well Lockheed was telling lucky from River was telling me that you you can. And you just have to click on... There's a share button. You click on the share okay, button. Oh, you're no not mind. listening to me. I hear you. But you're getting... Uh, but you're... Rever- a, does it, and yeah. I know that. Yeah. I've done it. I've yeah. shared a thing all forever. But if you find that on my... It was only from about a week ago. Look at it. Yeah. It, the kind of thing it posts up is almost like a link. That's all it is? Just a link you're saying? Yeah. So it's like... It shows oh, like, oh, I went okay. for a ride. Went for a ride, river blah, blah, blah. Then you, when you click on the link, it goes to... Uh, an off-site one. It, oh, it, go, it goes to, it to Rev. Do Matt my ride, uh, I said okay. Matt my ride shows you the yeah, map. Yeah, just shows right there. you the thing. Bang oh, right okay. there. All right, I I'll we'll have to check that out. We will have to get locked in. It it's the, case. the uh, map yeah. layout and everything. It
1: should give you like a
0: show map yeah.
1: on Facebook or share on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Share map on Facebook. Yeah, I
0: mean, it was right. very that's, easy. Yeah, like good. Rev is easy. I, I like the the layout for it, and, and as soon as you get through all the bullshit of signing up, right? Um, it's easy to use. It just starts and it goes. Yeah, and it records everything. I went. I joined the Polar Bear Club. Ooh. And did a ride on Sunday. Uh, it was 37 degrees when we left. Fuck that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's cold. Yeah, well, we had. Uh, on the phone was right now. Let's get with it. Is Mike Tubbs from the Chopper Profits podcast out Yay. in. Uh, where, where are you in California, Mike?
2: I am located in Riverside County, which is just adjacent to Orange County.
0: Ah, which is just adjacent to what? No, no, the no. beach, basically. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, the beach. Okay, so you're on the beach. Okay, good. And how warm yeah, is it there right really, now? You what? can't get much further. So, what's the temperature there right now?
2: Uh, I think today it was in the probably mid to high seventies. Oh, wow. shut I, up. I officially Shit. Hate shut you. up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, anyway, so I did this. You ride. doubled us. <laughs> yeah, you doubled us. Right. <laughs> That's pretty bad when your temperature doubles us, right? Uh, so I did this <laughs> ride with the Polar Bear Club Hog Chapter. And uh it was thirty seven degrees. We had twenty seven bikes on the ride. Nice. Yeah. Twenty no it was great. We're we had right. majority of them of course were Harleys. And then we had uh there was two Yamaha's a BMW and of the Harleys there was four road glides, uh four heritage classics, uh a, a fat boy, one fat boy, mm-hmm. twenty sixteen fat boy. Nice. Yeah. And uh, a uh, wide glide, and two street glides, and all the rest of them were heritage. Uh, were all, were all electric glides. Nice. All the rest of them, and uh, we meandered from Lakewood all the way up through to Bridgewater.
1: Was it a nice ride? It was, beautiful. Back it ride, was back a beautiful ride. It was a great ride. It, it was. We got, r- got warmer that day, didn't it?
0: It, it did. Nice I, I wore the, I wore my first gear thermal suit uh you have no idea what a thermal suit is do you mike yeah. <laughs> not with think Wood but...
2: i do but not from
1: experience
0: <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah for him a thermal suit is a long sleeve shirt yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so i so i wore my first gear thermal suit and just shout out the first gear these guys people are great if you're here and if you're in a place that's cold get a first gear thermal suit you'll keep your ass warm I also had my, <laughs> my Flambeau heated socks, and I also had my uh, Harley Davidson heated gloves. And, man, I was toasty the whole trip. It was great. And we ended up doing, after all total, it was 147 miles.
1: Well, yeah, where yeah, did it leave from? from?
0: Left from down by uh, Lakewood, New Jersey. And what time I'm did you just... get up in the morning, for that? Uh, I left my house at eight o'clock. Okay, that's why I didn't do the ride. Well, ride. <laughs> 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 well it, it took me. Uh, well, you okay over there? Yeah, yeah you fucking tuberculosis. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I um, I actually, actually, I'm sorry. I left my house a quarter after eight. Got there. It took me 15 minutes to get dressed. That's crazy. You know, because I put the suit on. <laughs> and then uh, we got we hung, And then it was, it was great. What It was really, really a great ride. I, one thing I did notice that these guys just, they do, but they don't. Some of them don't understand the staggered formation. You know? That's yeah. an inexperienced ride. They and probably and don't like, do a lot of runs.
1: Now, are you talking about, now, are these Harley drivers that don't know the staggered? Dad, it was a couple guys that just didn't get it. They, yeah, they just didn't Luke get guys it. Guys from all yeah. all bikes do it. Yeah, they just, they, they just didn't get it.
0: Right. And then you had the – nothing – maybe, Mike, you can agree with this. There's nothing, nothing worse than a timid driver in a car. But when you got a timid dude on a bike – Oh, that's dangerous. You want to hit him with a pipe. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they should be in the back. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Oh, my God. So I had – I called him Mr. Scary because he was, he was right in front of me to the right. And he kept about, I'll say, a three-car length between him and the guy in front of him. You know, and again, wow. we're riding staggered formation. I don't want to pass them because then it'll be all out of order, and then my God, my OCD will kick in, and you never know. But no, nah, yeah. it just <laughs> and he took his turns really, really wide, really wide. <laughs> it was scary, yeah. but anyway, but it was a great ride, and I had the. Uh, you should have seen me. I was all hooked up. I had my uh, GoPro on my handlebars, pointing at me. I had the TomTom banded action camera on my helmet. And then I had the microphone and everything, and I was actually doing a video blog while we were doing it. I'm going to have that up on on our YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, let me know and, when you post it. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, I had my GPS, and I had my I had my chubby cups with my with my teacup in it. So I was like, I had so much shit in front of me. You're like, where is this guy going? It's like, <laughs> I was just going down on a Seven Eleven. So I was like, loaded up. and um, But it was a really, really great ride. And I tell you, it was really lovely. It was like 147 miles. It was really good. How many polar bears did you save? None, no, but, uh, any women, just, uh, people, uh, just women that were riding uh pillion. That was it. No, no riders, no women riders themselves. Really? Yeah.
1: How many were there? How many women were there?
0: Four. <laughs> Shouldn't
1: have been it. a big number.
0: No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, 27 bikes. But still, that was a great group. It was a really nice group, you know? And of course, we went from here to there to, uh, we stopped at a fast food place, and, you know, Quick check was a quick check just to get some munchies or hang out, whatever. And twenty-seven
1: bikes in a quick check parking lot. Yes, it (laughs) was. Might have been one of the big ones. Yeah, it
0: was a big one. It was one of those huge ones. Just like they ever see the big Uh Wawas. You know what a Wawa is, Mike? I do. You do? (laughs) Okay. So you know. So okay. So they had one. uh, It was like that. And then we stopped at the Eagles Club over here in Bridgewater, and there had to be two hundred bikes in the parking lot. Wow, they had something going on there, you know. I don't know what it was, but there was a lot of things going on on Sunday runs and stuff. There was yeah. around here, uh, toys for tots it was apparently Sunday. Um, I missed completely everything. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so, uh, just, but getting into something, Mike, you'll know nothing about this, but there's this company that makes these heated gloves.
3: <laughs> the same company
0: that makes the the heated socks that I have, they make yeah. heated gloves. They're battery-powered. They, they, they'll last five and a half hours with a full charge. Wow, that ain't bad at right. all. No, and the gloves are 80 bucks. What kind, just regular, like, what, C-battery? No, 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 no. Or... It's a flat battery. It's oh, battery. it's like a watch it's battery. A, battery big it, watch no, battery. no, no, no. It's about as big as a credit card. And you plug it in, and it'll last five and a half hours on a low setting. Mike has air-conditioned gloves.
1: I would <laughs> doubt it. Probably
0: has air conditioned suit. Um, we're, we're
2: trying to shed. We're trying to shed clothing out here. Oh, shut guys, up, hey! <laughs> shut up. That's the point.
0: Yeah, that's what I like. And I mean, uh, I the break. Flambeau heated socks will last eight to ten hours on the low setting, and that's just something they get, Eighty bucks if you want to keep riding. what you got to do. And by the way, Memphis Shades. I was looking at the Memphis Shades website, checking out what they have. They now sell hand guards um, for your bike.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I never thought of looking up the handguards for my bike. They
0: got the handguards for Harley Davidson, for any bike they make them. I'm still and trying also, to solve the shield. Though. Well, I tell you what, and here's the thing. you got to take some measurements of that. you got to take some measurements of your ha- of your headlight and of the mounting point. Now, is that a 9-inch headlight you have on there? Ooh, watch the <laughs> <laughs> it's got to go there. It's got to degrade there, doesn't it?
1: Uh, Would you say if I so you just heard no. nine <laughs> inches, you just went also after oh, right. That's, that's
0: scary. scary. Yeah. No. The uh, the, you, how big is? It? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I love it. you just set yourself up. I, I, I could ask you: Is your headlight nine inches? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> what um, kind of headlight do you have on your bike? Is that the Road King headlight? It's called the, the Freight Train. It's the custom light, the Freight Train. Okay. <laughs> you now, gotta geez, measure geez, your you, you measure your freight. Train. You gotta measure your freight train, <laughs> okay? Because what they because they have like uh, five or six different designs for the cutout where the headlight is, and then also the brackets. Here's the here's the thing Why about the this: the size of like a, a Road King headlight. That's what I thought. Big. Now, here's the thing with those things: you you buy the windshield, but you have to buy the mounting kit separately to mount it because oh, they have to set it up. for I that. don't want it. Well, that's that's your only option, bro. <laughs> That's your only option. And it still comes out to like $200. No, 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 no Because I overthink- <laughs> I've been overthinking this. Basically, what I have to do is, <laughs> it's quite simple. Move to Florida, and then you don't want to but that. But you still need to keep the bugs <laughs> off your face. Right, right, well, especially on Florida. <laughs> yeah. Imagine getting hit in the head with a cicada. Uh, oh, no, the palm metal bugs. The palm <laughs> Oh, my God. I would scream like a girl, jump uh, off my bike. Do you have, have to, do you have
1: to deal with a lot of bugs there, Mike? Uh
2: you know, not not so much in the city here. Um, I'm, the only time I've encountered bugs is you know riding out to like Arizona or riding up north or someplace. That's about it. But they're, yeah. they're, we don't have bugs like Florida or like back east. Yes. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
0: thank God. Well, that's that's the thing. So what you got to do is uh, they have like I just have to buy the shield eight, for my bike, eight different colors, and what? just have <laughs> it cut. and have it cut. Well, no, you won't have to. Like if you get one from them, if you measure your headlight, look at best thing to do is get on the phone with them. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have your bike with you, do you? No one, not tonight. You, did you ride your bike? Okay. No, it's right in the out of the room. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> just add water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Use this one on the thing. Um, just measure your headlight, and then we'll, I'll we'll, I'll set you up. I'll, I'll hook you up. He'll call. And uh, make I a... will hook you up. I we can look. We get. Crap. And he's going to get a purple with the purple. What bottom. color do you want? What color do you want? They have all colors. What you want? Just you want just clear, or do you want black on the bottom? with fades to silver? Clear. What do you want? We'll figure um, it out. Go to the Memphis Shades website and look at the shit. Yeah, Do that. all right. <laughs> no, look at us. Look at the <laughs> look at the website. <laughs> <laughs> look at the website. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing here. Look, there's nothing here. <laughs> well, we know that. Hey, now, come on. Tim's bike made made uh, the Backroads mag- Motorcycle Magazine. No, well, it's, it's a it's, a, it's in ad, a magazine. It's an American mercade. There's, there's, there's a mercade ad half page, and you could clearly see Tim's motorcycle on the right hand side. And how do you know it's Tim's motorcycle? Because it's it's red, and there's no other motorcycle there, Harley Davidson, that's standing up straight. It's (laughs) Tim's bike. (laughs) Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you could see my fender, and then Chris's bike is behind Tim's bike. My bike's got a low profile, that's why. It is. um, You're saying yours is under (laughs) 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 mine? So the people at First Gear... I had contact them, and I said, are there any tank bags? Because they, they know who we are. I right. said, is there any tank bags that can go on a Harley soft tail like we have? The guy says, well, yeah, look at the look at the thing. I said, okay, with this? I said, well, is, well he goes, do you like this? Said, yeah, that was cool. He says, all right. I said, well, no, do you have, like, tank bags? He said, we got, yeah, fine. He says, pick two. So I said, well, I, I, I like this, and then I like the tail bag. This is pretty cool. Now, how much are they? There's 140 something dollars for the tail bag and 109 or 19 for the tank bag. Wow. So that's all right. So they're just pretty cool stuff. Can you send us something to look at? Uh, he sent me a tank bag and a tail bag. Wow. Nice. The wow. tank bag is really nice. I mean, you can put all kinds of crap in it. Now, I don't know if it's actually going to fit on the bike because, you know, we got the soft tails with the console on the center there. I'm going to try it and see if it works. You know, so he sent me the tailbag too. I want to see it. Yeah? You know? Why didn't it's, you bring it? Re- because... What fuck wrong with you? Yeah,
1: what's wrong with you? Like, take up that much room in your truck? <laughs>
0: probably got too much shit in
1: your truck and you can't fit No, it. I don't have any...
0: No, my truck is quite empty, actually. I think it is. So. There's going to be a, a video a review of the TomTom Tom action... The Bandit action camera uh, coming up uh, on the uh, video podcast that we're going to do... I'm going to have up probably in the next week or so. Um... We're going to get up to all of our friends at all the other podcasts shortly, but for now, we're going to get into some cool stuff. Right now, as you know, this is the Chopper episode. We're going to talk about choppers. We haven't talked about any choppers yet, but we're going to talk about choppers now. (laughs) (laughs) Who decided to use fucking goddamn (laughs) helicopter. Because it's it's chopper. People don't get it. It's a a, a stuff because I'm a dumbass. What do you want from me? right. So anyway, we have Mike Tubbs from the Chopper Profits. Mike Tubbs, yay! Um, What's up,
3: guys?
0: I'm <laughs> the Chopper Profits bof- podcast out in, apparently, uh, Orange County, California. So uh, how you doing, Mike?
2: I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Sounds like you guys are doing fantastic tonight, though.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. you, don't, you don't know us very well. So <laughs> it's all right. So uh, we're, we're going to tell you, tell us, I'll tell you, what, let's, get, let's get into this. You know what? One of the things I am, uh, as usual... As usual here on my end, I am completely unprepared. It's, it's what I do. So what I want to do is just hold on a second. I, cause I, I how know about I, closing out that bottom window there? What window? So basically, what that he's weird. saying is that uh, Mike, you're going to have to talk about everything. No, yeah, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> I am, I am prepared because I sent you, I sent Mike, a nice email yesterday with all with all the the questions that I was going to ask you. You got that right.
2: I did. All oh, 100 did. Okay. questions. Would you like me to question myself? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say,
0: question <laughs> yourself. You question yourself. We're going to go ahead and get something to drink. And, you get, and try to have that interview done in about 20 minutes, and then we'll be back. Right. You got,
2: it. You got
3: uh,
0: it. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and how got into bikes and all that.
2: Well, um,. I am.
3: You know it's funny? Years old. No, did yes. you just
0: interrupt here for a second. Every time I say ask your first question, the first thing everybody says is "Well, well, <laughs> well." It's just funny. I just, well, so continue.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm 42 years old. I grew up in Southern California. Here, um,
0: mm-hmm. lucky you.
2: I yeah. <laughs> I had the opportunity at a young age to. Um, fly back east to my grandfather's farm in georgia southern Ooh. georgia
1: All right i'm sorry to hear that so
2: i spent a little time
1: just <laughs> yeah, this this before walking dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah right
2: it's in a, it's in a real small area called Americus, georgia about three hours south and um, he was a soybean farmer so he had plenty of of land and that was my first motorcycle experience
0: nice riding out there though
2: it, you know, it's flat and kind of. I guess there was some trees and stuff, but his he had like a hundred plus acres. So. Wow, cool! Um, I remember he had an old Kawasaki 100, like cool. probably a late 60s, early 70s model. Nice. And he had a, a trail a Honda Trail 70. And I wasn't big enough yet to ride the the Kawasaki, though that was my goal. Um, so I, I started riding motorcycles on that little Honda Trail 70, and it didn't take but probably about I don't know 15 minutes for me to get overconfident. <laughs> and, um, oh yeah, I, 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 I know where that's going. <laughs> I stayed on that thing pretty much the entire. I think we were there for about th- uh, three months, two months. Wow! And uh, I just rode that thing. Pretty, I didn't destroy it, but I rode it into the that's, ground. You we got had, your we bug
0: there, tough. so to speak. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and bugs. You know, speaking of bugs. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the one, one, one I, you caught.
2: <laughs> I feel I feel terrible about this, but it is part of my my motorcycle riding history. Uh, my sister was on the back; she's like two years younger than me, and I was riding her around on that thing. And we parked it up by this. They had an old, like, kind of a plantation uh, house, like a big house, mm-hmm. but it was used for like storage, and it was falling apart. So we parked it there to, to go check out the house, and I didn't know that I'd parked the thing on a red ant hill. Oh. Uh, and, yeah, oh. <laughs> my poor, my poor sister. She, I, you know, I saved the motorcycle and her. <laughs> I think to some extent, <laughs> but just um, you know, speaking of bugs. So yeah, that's that's where I got my riding experience. Um, but I grew up riding uh, BMX bikes and jumping and building jumps and all that stuff. So
0: you're one of those crazy on, guys.
2: Well, not as crazy as they are nowadays. Jeez. Yeah, no. Um, we were pretty stoked to you know be able to jump a set of doubles or something or be able to. Uh, do a tabletop or a can-can type little trick, and now these guys are just—they've
0: taken it. He's to... talking a funny oh, language. Yeah. I don't <laughs> understand what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the stuff the they BMX, do now the the is BMX amazing. BMX yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, they've taken stunts to a whole nother level. So, but I grew up on two wheels. So riding, we we rode bicycles. Literally, I would probably ride ten miles easy a day on a little BMX bike. Wow, and, uh, not right. really thinking. Cool. It. Yeah, we just r- rode everywhere. So. Motorcycle. After I got the bug for a motorcycle, um, I I wanted to pick up a bike. In fact, I knew the moment I got back to California, I thought someday I'm going to own a Harley because I knew what they were, I knew what they looked like, I right. had right. A ridden one, and um, but that thinking? didn't come to fruition for a long time. So
0: wow! Well, so you got the California, and what did, what was your first bike? you got when you got back out there?
2: Well, I didn't have a bike for a long time after i got back i think it was about 10 years old 11 years old uh, after we got back on vacation mm-hmm. and um i didn't get my next bike until i was 18 19 i bought a uh, it was a 1987 honda vfr 750 so nice. it was a big old wow four four cylinder water pumper <laughs> Little, the first of the crotch rockets i guess so to speak yeah, yeah. that's a
0: fast bike wow.
2: yeah it, it was a lot of fun and you know it was, it was more bike than I could really handle, but um, I was down and determined to try.
0: Isn't that Close the only? Way, isn't that the only way to do it though? Is it got something that you really can't handle and try to have fun with it? Yeah.
2: yeah, I just tried to. I tried not to roll too hard on the throttle, but you know, as you gain confidence, you start doing stupid stuff. But thank God, I never laid it down. Um, I used it mostly for commuting. I would. I was working in uh, a place called Fountain Valley out here, which is probably about I don't know ten fifteen miles from where I was living at the time in in South Orange County. Yeah, and I would. I would rock. I had to work on that thing real early in the morning. Worked an early shift, so I was off around 2.30 in the afternoon and,
0: and cruise that thing home. Wow. Look at you, riding yeah, your motorcycle that, to and from work. How about right? that? <laughs> like, like a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get into the whole chopper thing?
2: Well, um, after, so I sold that bike um, to a guy who needed some transportation, and I was, I was determined to get another bike, but it didn't happen. Um, instead, I got into music. Started playing music full time, and eventually yeah, because that's started, a pro- that's
0: a profitable thing to get into, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to be more specific next time I request my my prayer uh,
0: to make, make
2: music, make music as a or make a living as a musician. Uh, yeah, yeah. That just next time I say, you know, be wealthy as a musician. Yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> but I ended up um, on tour. I ended up making it a point to stop at most every. Uh, Harley Davidson dealership that we can find. Oh, wait, 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 you just, want a
0: tour? Who'd you tour with?
2: Uh, we toured with a bunch of different bands. It was, the, our band was a, a general market band. We started out playing, you know, here in, in SoCal,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, played all the, the clubs, the whiskey, the Roxy, all that stuff. Probably, oh, nice! Um, yeah. late nineties to early two thousands. And That's then we cool. finally went on tour in the early two thousands. Ah, and we, yeah. okay. we got to play with, we didn't tour with, but we played with bands like POD, um, Papa Roach. We played a show with them. Oh, nice. cool. uh, I think we played a couple shows with Head PD. Um, there was a lot of bands that we had an opportunity to be on a similar bill with, but right. touring wise, we went out with some. Um, there were bands that were kind of known within the uh, the Christian music industry. Right. Um, we had a hook up with some friends, and we got ended up um, getting into that industry, and and it was very profitable. Um, it was definitely easier to play than just setting out and playing, uh, you know, clubs on your own and paying for everything. We were we were able to subsidize playing getting paid to play these Christian shows for youth groups and festivals and stuff. Oh, and wow. We'd go, we'd go play bars and stuff. Somehow I can't paid see heavy anything.
0: metal going over real well with a Christian group.
2: Why not? You know, yeah, it's crazy. That. They they actually had a really... <laughs> and I feel like we were Striker. kind of on the forefront. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we were kind of on the forefront of, the, of that heavy, like, hard music. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we toured. And, That's it's, awesome. Trump. Wow. Yeah, so we, we toured and had a good time, and then um, while we were out there, we just... We made sure to stop at different dealerships, and and uh, I would always pick up something, like a lighter or a bandana or something.
0: But you didn't buy a and, bike, though?
2: Uh, no, could not. On a musician's salary, could not afford
1: it.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: <Yeah>. What <laughs> instrument do you play?
2: I played, uh, I sang, I wrote, and I played guitar for the band.
0: Nice. Oh, uh, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> she kind of
0: like, like you did, <laughs>
2: You're welcome to go check out the stuff. It's, I think we have got a, uh, a video or two up on YouTube, and there's a Wikipedia page for us. Right, nice. Send all
0: me a stuff. link to that. We'll go. we we'll all check it <laughs> well, out. What's the, what's the name for of it? Sure.
2: <laughs> the name of the band was called East West. It was. Um, it was the name of the band was taken from a, a guy who had started the band. He kicked everybody out, and then me and him hooked up and started writing music. So we just kept the same
0: name of the band. Wow. Okay. When you say hooked up.
2: Not in a 9.5-inch fucked <laughs>
0: <type hooked> up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get back no, to the I'm, bike. So, so so, you never bought a bike when you were on tour? No. Um,
2: so when I got home, um, we were pretty much set to record another record, and we thought, um, well, I thought we were going to do that. We worked hard at it, and eventually uh, the band just kind of came to a standstill. Uh, but that was after, like, a 15-year career of actually working hard at wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, we only toured for a couple years. So when I got back and started working full time again, um, a few years passed and I thought, you know what? It's time. Um, maybe it was a midlife crisis. I don't know, but I yeah. thought I'm getting a bike and I ended up uh, doing a little research. Not enough. Cause if I had, I would have not financed a bike, but <laughs> <laughs> I ended up uh, finding a bike that I liked. Um, I sold all my music equipment and also my car at the time. I had a little Honda Accord four door. Yeah. Cause they're big bucks. Those cars, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I sold it to my neighbor for like nine hundred bucks. It was really cheap. So. Does
0: he still talk but, to you? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I moved away. Oh <laughs> yeah, smart Z. Ah.
2: he did.
3: He sold
1: he it and moved.
2: <laughs> it was. It was a great car. All right. It didn't <laughs> kept for so So I went down to the dealer and uh, picked up the bike, and it ended up being a, a two thousand three. It was between two different bikes actually, but I'm glad I got the one I got. Um, I got a two thousand three Softail. It's a it's a Deuce model, which okay, is yeah. Generally, it's a pretty ugly bike, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: just, you know, it's funny you should say that because one of our fellow podcasters that's what he rides a Deuce.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, stock. I don't I don't think they're good looking bikes. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. Um. But but my mindset has always been I love late sixties early seventies choppers. I mean, that to me is like if I could build a shovelhead then I would probably, it was actually in mid-60s, I'd get like a 66 uh, shovel and build that thing out. But that takes money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I ended up picking up the, uh, the 2003, and it was it was actually a really sweet deal. The guy who had had it previously was used. Um, he must have rode probably about 1,000 miles a year. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, if that. And so <laughs> wow. I picked it up for, what, almost five years ago.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so it had like 9,100 miles on the bike when I bought it. Wow. And um, yeah, and now it's got like 30, I don't know, 37, 38. So.
0: Oh, so you're riding it.
2: A little bit, yeah.
0: Just a little. <laughs> all right. So tell us about the Chopper Profits podcast. What's that all about and what inspired you to get into that whole thing?
2: Sure. So um, it didn't come around right away. I, I think like most people, um, you know, I like to try things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, motorcycling being one of them, music being another. And I generally stick with stuff that I like. So after getting a bike, I thought, well, I want to ride with people. And when I kind of looked around at what was available, I had I had friends at the time, acquaintances that were in motorcycle clubs, 1% clubs. And, um, and then I knew of the Harley owner groups. But I thought to myself, you know what, I, I respect both of those entities for what they are. I just... I'm a little older and more established. I'm, I'm married. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, full-time job. I don't have time to prospect uh, with a 1% club. And um, and I, I don't know that hog is really something that I want to do because I'm just not... That They have a culture unto themselves.
0: You don't want to be so a hog. I
2: was, yeah, I just... Right. I, I don't know. It's kind of its own culture, right? You ride out to, to the Harley dealerships. You do the dealership stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's some other rides that go on. And they do some great things. Again, my point being just kind of those two cultures weren't really aligned with what i wanted to do um but i started doing some searching around on the internet and uh, i came across i don't even know how i came across them but i started coming up with like these homegrown small businesses you know putting together like i think it started with like stickers and then it was some other stuff and it led me down this kind of i don't know real thin hallway so to speak where i was introduced to um, my first experience with guys who were building bikes and modifying bikes in a way that i had only read about in magazines and not really experienced even though like uh, i think you asked the question um in the email about you know certain uh, builders modern day builders yeah um, those guys were doing their thing but this was a special way you know this was like a guy in his garage or a little small shop up in signal hill in long beach and um I met these guys. We went out to their, like, one-year anniversary for their shop opening, and um, the name of the shop was called Iron Cobras. The guy's still doing some great stuff out of there. Um, but just got to talk, and here my wife and I roll up on my bike, um, pretty much stock with our leather vests, and um, I think actually my wife was much cooler than I than I looked. I looked like <laughs> I just rode out of the dealership. The wives
0: are always far more cooler than yeah, we are. Yeah, they got to, you know, the women got better clothes, but that's for another show. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
2: Right, that's the special edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll so be for our Patreon s-
0: subscribers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why is the paid stuff always better? Damn, I <laughs> <laughs> um So we rolled up, and I see all these bikes. I see these, you know, a bunch of Ironheads that um, older Sportsters. Um, I see maybe a couple of newer bikes. There were some Triumphs. There was actually a BSA parked out front and they were all modified in some way shape or form either they were cafes that were really stripped down but almost nothing on them which i consider also you know chopping mm-hmm. um and then some long bikes that were parked up there and as we got to talk to these guys we just we were really just kind of thrown in or introduced to um a good community of people and my eyes were kind of thrown wide open like you know okay this is the type of people i want to hang out with that are they're they're not just buying parts from Harley and bolting them on and replacing parts that are there.
0: Because Harley guys don't do that. Yeah, but I mean.
2: know. I mean, to, to each their own, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody, it's kind of like I said earlier, everybody likes certain things. And if they achieve that by buying, you know, the skull, the
0: 24-piece the skull <laughs> skulls yeah, for their bike. Gee, I wonder <laughs> what you're talking about.
2: Then it is what it is. And, I, and again, yeah. I started to go down that route um, before I realized. You know this. I want to do something with my own hands. I want to modify my bike in my own way.
0: See, that's awesome, um, though. No, I mean, I, I give uh, guys a lot of props. I got a couple of buddies that that have gotten into that uh, years ago, and uh, exactly what you know, stuff you're doing. I, I love it. I appreciate it. I don't have any fucking patience for it at all. <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> I would it it love takes to do a lot it. Of yeah. I don't have the money for it. Yeah, that too. Yeah.
2: That. That's the other aspect. You know, if you find like, let's say you find a basket case somewhere to swap me, and you know the guy's like, yeah, it's a. It's a 73 shovel and it was running when I took it apart. And you're looking at these, you know, 10 milk crates going, okay, well, (laughs) take it home and piece it together. And there's definitely, I I haven't done that. There's guys that do that and uh, guys that I've interviewed on the podcast that do it. But, um, back to answer your question, I guess, um, straightforwardly I realized real quick that there was a hole. Um, it seemed like there was a hole where this community was and it, there wasn't really a presence for them, like kind of a voice for them. Um, and it started with with Iron Cobras, but it quickly uh, spun into, wow, okay, there's this giant show that happens once a year called Born Free Out Here. Yeah, and um, and it's it when I say gigantic back then it was it was fairly large, but then it um, it quickly became bigger. Like mm-hmm. the next two years that I went there, Harley Davidson got involved, um, and they they basically. Even from the get-go, from the very first uh, show that they had, they uh, invite builders, invite people or their friends to come and build bikes specifically for the show to be judged and win prizes and, you know, have a good time and get everybody together and basically just hang out and and hang out with your friends. Um, So that that culture, from my perspective, didn't have a a voice on the Internet at all because I searched and I didn't really find anything. There were blogs. You know, people had their individual blogs, but not really a central place. Right, um,
0: yeah, you get so the standard fare out there is what what happens, you know, with the internet. yeah, just bu- just a bunch of crappy motorcycle podcasts out there, you know, they talk about food and
2: stuff like that. Right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and
2: headlight shields or something, and there. headlights, no, and you know, I'm and windshields,
0: kidding. and you know, books. You know, they don't really talk about choppers, but yeah, like to jerk off motorcycle man. Yeah, assholes. yeah, there's
2: assholes. There's assholes. right. <laughs> <laughs> So I you know I, I just figured there's this whole there needs to in my opinion there needs to be something done about it uh, yeah. because I would love to find out more about all this and Absolutely. the the events that unfolded uh, were kind of funny um, I'll, I'll try to make it as quick as possible but basically my a brother that I ride with here and, and just for the record, I use the term brother as a sacred term. I know people think that just because you ride just because you're on two wheels, you know we're brothers, but for me, I approach it much like people who are, um, have served, you know, those are their brothers mm-hmm. and that takes on a sacred term and I use it, um, likewise. So when I say brother, uh, this is not only someone I would die for, but I would live for. Nice. Um, and I try to do that as well. That's very, nice. ad-
0: very admirable. That's the way it should be. It's just, Good.
2: it's just, yeah, it's the way that I've seen that, um, played out in my life and, uh, in my brother's life. So I, I treat it, try mm-hmm. to treat it sacredly. Absolutely. Um, so my brother, uh, John, call him the forerunner and baptist he's actually uh, a deacon in the orthodox church he's a great guy Um, him and his wife uh, were riding way before my wife and i were riding and when i finally got my bike and got things together you know they were like hey let's take a trip let's go up to like ventura or something and so you know it's only two and a half hour three hour ride maybe um on a good day (laughs) we made it into like a six hour trip but
3: oh yeah there you go uh,
2: we got up there and when we got up to the room, we're just kind of hanging out. You know, we weren't partying hard or anything. Just kind of hanging out and shooting the crap. And um, I was telling him about this Iron Cobra shop and kind of the chopper scene. And, and he was telling me. Uh, <laughs> Where going, are you going? <laughs> going somewhere? <laughs> I, I am, actually. I'm going to be getting in the car here with my wife. But um, the uh, I was telling him about the chopper scene. And his wife said, man, it sounds like you should do, like, a podcast or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, talk about it and, and get the word out there. That's perfect. And I was That's like, exactly ah, I don't do. know. Yeah. My response, my response, though, was like, that is kind of the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 and because uh, after being in the band for, for so long, I, there, I had no desire to get back into the public light in any way, shape, or form. I right, just, right. Things didn't end. They didn't end badly, but I just, you know, I just wanted to live quietly and enjoy my family and ride motorcycles and hang out. Yeah. But so that that was a great trip. We came back and then like probably a month or two later, we take a ride down to Encinitas uh, here in California. And um, same thing. She asked the question. She's like, Hey, you should put together that podcast. You know, you're talking about this and that. And I was like, that's still kind of the dumbest idea I've ever. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> but on the way back, um, you know, we're, my wife and I are riding. We don't, we don't have a communication kit or anything. So it was lots of time just to think in my helmet. And um, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to, try to gather up as much info as I can. I'll come up with a name and I'm going to make my wife a part of the project because I don't want to do the whole thing myself. Usually when I do that, things don't turn out very well. <laughs> um, She's the so brains of the uh, operation. Like, <laughs> yeah. In many ways. You're like um,
0: I'm interviewing she, who? <laughs>
2: she, she keeps me from making myself look like a total idiot all the time.
0: It doesn't work. Um, does it? No.
2: It <laughs> doesn't always <No. laughs> work. but. Um, So yeah, so we got back and I kind of told her about the idea and she said um, like um, profits of chop or like chopper profits and she goes, well, she goes, I like chopper profits. You should do that. I was like, okay, great. So I went out did what any uh, entrepreneur would do. I registered the URL. I started setting everything up and I thought, okay, I need to get my recording stuff together and then... I realized very quickly I don't have any guests. Like who am I gonna invite and interview? I've got all this stuff together, but you know, what do I how do I do this? Um, yeah, so, we've, been,
0: we've been doing it for two years and we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs>
2: point. <laughs> Just have well, fun was, while you're doing it. Yeah. And, and you know, it has been an absolute complete blast. It was actually one of the things I, I committed to in the beginning. I said I'm not going to take ad money, even though at one point I did revisit that to think You know, I kind of like to get paid for this, but (laughs) yeah, made the choice to say, I'm not going to sell ads, I'm not going to um, approach this in a business-type manner, I'm going to do it for the love of motorcycles and for the love of these people who have poured pretty much their lives into either building bikes, riding, or have some type of connection Mm -hmm. to the motorcycle or chopper community. Right. And um, the the guest list kind of... um, Anyway, so, yeah, I, I walk out of Home Depot and I've got this hat on. And this guy says, nice hat to me. And it's a, it's a Born Free uh, show hat. And I turn around and I said, thanks, man. And uh, as I look at him, I'm like, man, that guy looks familiar. I've seen him, like a picture of him. And uh, I said, hey, aren't you? And he goes, yeah, what's up, man? I'm, I'm Grant Peterson. And I was like, hey, what's up, Grant? I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. Grant turns out to be um, one of the partners that puts on the Born Free show. Oh, how about that? And yeah, so I kind of after that day, uh, he invited me down to come down to their shop and uh, hang out and just talk. And so we didn't really know who each other were. Uh, I told him about the idea, and I said I'd love to you know, interview some folks. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Man, that's a great idea." And uh, we ended up not interviewing him until way later on in the first season. But
0: wow, that's cool, though. I mean, it's how it happens. So that's how you yeah. got started into the whole podcasty thing. Yep. Doing a whole chopper thing now, now. The chopper culture, it seems to be like well, in the public eye, there's some sort of like a rebirth happening. Now, did they, did the chopper culture just die or did it just fade into the background?
2: Well, I think that like all good things that people get involved with, it um, it has a tendency to fade. Yeah, um, like anything. you know when pri- yeah priorities you know take over where um, maybe family or whatever. Even even the guys that are. Great builders. Um, at some point, you know, they had to refocus to pay bills.
0: Yeah, because paying bills is so important.
2: I <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, what I um, what I've seen at least, I feel like I've gone through kind of the resurgence of of chopping or choppering, however you want to call it. And um, but then also uh, on the backside of it, uh, people are still building. And now there's you know guys that are more into dinas and dirt track bikes and um, and all those types of, of bikes. So choppers are still there, but the focus it seems like hasn't really uh, in the in the mainstream part of it. When I say mainstream, kind of like the chopper scene. Right. Right. Uh, it is a chopper fully movie. Fully
0: focus on it again. Well, I, yeah. I, now the, now the chopper culture is that. It's uh, always there. I, yeah. I think it just goes up and down over the years like anything else. But is it, Mike, is I, it having I, difficulty getting a foothold in the mo- motorcycle community? Um, well, I
2: think they're two different things. Yeah. So, and I, and I liked your question when I saw it in the email um, because I think that's a very... It, it's a unique perspective. There's, It's two different scenes. You've got general motorcycling, and that I would say that includes everybody who just rides on two wheels. Um, and then you've got this separate um, kind of niche thing. And that niche thing could be choppers. It could be dirt track bikes. It could be hill climbing. It could be adventure riding. Um, so whether choppering catches on or choppers catches on in the, in kind of the mainstream motorcycling world, I don't really know if it's, if it's all that important that it does um, just, I think it, it's, it's still a niche thing it always has been even from the earliest days of guys coming back from World War One or World War II rather um, and getting bikes together uh, actually I would say World War I um, getting bikes together and their, their flatheads and riding them um, that wasn't mainstream you know
0: right yeah. now it's, it takes shows like American Chopper Sacred Steel the West Coast Choppers and the Discovery Channel's Biker Build Off Does things like that does that hurt the chopper culture or does it help it
2: um, another great question. I think that um, some of it doesn't have any bearing on it because and I think you just have to take a look from the inside of the, the, the culture looking out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like asking if Avril Lavigne has any bearing on punk music. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true punks don't really care what Al, Avril Lavigne is doing. You yeah, know right. what I mean? Um, and so from the culture or from the scene um, guys are going to do what they do. I know a family, um, and anybody who's, who's been around the chopper scene, at least in Southern California, would know this family. Um, the Stocknick family, um, Big Scott and, and his kids, um, they've been involved in motorcycles and specifically chopping bikes for as long as um, his kids have been alive, and, and Big Scott was doing it even before then.
0: Um, dedication. Yeah, mm.
2: yeah and, and there was generations before that, too. So, these shows um like I, I want to pay respect to a couple people one um, Jesse James you know is, is an easy guy to pick on in a lot of ways but he is first and foremost uh, a metallurgist you know he's a metal worker mm-hmm. he's a fabricator um, and he used that to to kind of launch the designs of, of West Coast choppers and mm-hmm. obviously with a lot of people because there's a lot of people who are in this scene um, who build bikes and and are friends when I say it's you know really there's a core group to the community right. and all these guys kind of know each other, um, just like uh, the guy from uh, Sacred Steel. Um, gosh, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but he's he's been a member of a motorcycle club that was started.
0: Yeah, Jason uh, Wilson.
2: Yes, Jason. Um, he he was is a member of uh, Duce La Motorcycle Club, which yeah, right. was kind of started as as a. I, from my understanding, as a joke kind of, you know, group of friends, but it blew up, and you know now they're worldwide. Yeah. So these these guys, um, they play, they have played a part, and even anybody who says that maybe they hate Jesse James. Probably has never had an interaction with him, right? Um, specifically, they probably just go off of with the media. Says I've never met him, but I can tell you his metal skills are outstanding. I mean, oh, I've seen a
0: lot of the stuff he's done; it's just absolutely fabulous. Yeah, it's work. work. And people that yep. talk shit like that—those are people just, you know, you know, chopping at the bit, trying to, you know, whatever. Right. Well, we didn't establish. Right. The,
1: do you have a chopper of your own?
2: <laughs> well, let's define chopper. I guess um, I don't have what I would consider a chopper, but. I did chop my bike. Um, You know, it's an anniversary edition, 100th anniversary. And one of the first things uh, I did was started cutting stuff off of it. And um, people freaked out at me um, because they were like, Dude, it's an anniversary edition. What are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, I I would have said that because that's what I got. (laughs) (laughs) If there was only, you know, uh, let's say 1,500 of them made, I wouldn't have cut it up. In hindsight, I should have just taken my tins off and replaced uh, you know with some stock tins and, and done my own work on those before but like most guys the chop stuff they don't have the money to do anything so you chop what you got you know All right so i i did cut up my bike a lot uh, I've stripped it down just about as lean as you can go I, I think there's some more stuff I could do to it but I'm entering the old man phase of my life where <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy comfort
0: yeah comfort's so, good
2: uh, it's not a hard tail but you know being a soft tail I got a lowering kit on the thing and cinch down the preload on it um, as, as so much a little, as I could go.
0: It's a little stiff then, right?
2: Just a little bit, yeah. And I bought a Lapera uh, bare bones for it, and it's just—I've ridden it to Arizona and back, and all around Arizona, and that is just not a long ride seat. So <laughs> uh, you know,
0: that, that's that's it was a question that I was going to ask. I'm just going to ask you now: What is it about making a chopper hardtail? Because that's yeah, as you can say, you know, it's it's not a long distance bike when you do that.
2: Yeah, I I think it's the nostalgia for for uh, first and foremost. I guess. I secondly, would be um, like identifying with. Uh, well, first of all, you want to build a period correct chopper. I know this is kind of a, a buzzword within the, the culture, and got, a lot of guys make fun of it. You know, being period correct. You buy a '66 shovel, you restore it all to uh, period correctness, right. and now it's worth a lot of money. Right? Yeah, right. but well, what
1: um, about course. what about going beyond thinking outside the box and doing something to advance it to, to fit now's way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's
2: a that's a great question. I think some guys have. Um, there is, I think when you look at choppers, if you look at the history of choppers, in the early days, you just did what you could with what you had, right? Okay. If you were a welder, if you were sheet, into sheet metal, you could fabricate some stuff. Guys used you know trailer fenders instead of fabricating their own fenders. Um, you might customize a tank, you might make you know extend your front end. Um, but a, a direct answer to your question is um, when you look at uh, I'm totally gonna flake on his name right now. I can't believe this. He's kind of a mentor to me. Um, oh, uh, John Harmon. So if you look at John Harmon, um, Henry right. Bill, I can't remember Bill's last name, started uh, executive choppers um, right but yeah. back in the early days. Uh, back in the early days John you know was working on something designing something that basically would take choppers to the next level how many guys with a long front end you know could let their hands off the bars while they're riding for, you know pre Harmon front ends not very many
1: well yeah well, he uh, he he developed that the uh, shock not the the shock type uh ex, um, long the, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. long bars
0: you know what i'm saying <laughs> i do the way raked out and, and he, ones yeah uh.
2: Did it with, um, he did it with a style and an elegance that an engineer would do, but also with a love for choppers that someone who—I mean—I I don't know if you've ever watched that History of the Chopper. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. There's that section dedicated to him, and there's a scene where he's rolling out this kind of purplish panhead from like an apartment building. Yeah, his
1: house. He built it in the house. Is that yeah. his house? Yeah.
2: That—that's that girlfriend's
1: house, actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that bike probably one of the best looking panheads that i've seen to date i mean i've and i've seen a lot of uh, old school choppers and, and uh, you know quote unquote period correct choppers but uh i think that showed just in that video you could see his love for for bikes anybody well, who's building it in their you know in their front uh, room of their house
1: you his wife said he, he would sit and keep a pad by the side of his bed and he'd wake up with ideas and start train. you know Mapping out yeah. different ideas for for new developments in motorcycles, especially in shoppers. Absolutely, wow. Absolutely.
2: And, I mean, what he did for, uh, there's a, a motor that uh, they started building, and I don't know that they mass produced them, but they definitely were, were building them for a while, this, like, crazy stroked, you know, shovel head. Right. Um, and put it into their frames with their front end, and, I mean, so that bike... From, from the perspective of uh, answering your question for progressive, like progressing choppers and making them better he definitely did something like that um, and there was probably other guys that did too um, but there's also a love for those, you know, rich yeah. I cut the I cut the shocks off my bike um, you know, and, and uh, I have a long front end that's 6 over, 8 over, 30 over, whatever um, and a little tiny peanut tank, you know and, and right. Wow. To answer your question, back to when you said, "What's you can't really ride these bikes for a long periods of time." No, yeah. um, some guys did, and some guys do, but it, I don't think it's for everybody.
1: You know? Do you like I the think, Sugar yeah. Bear front ends?
2: I do like the Sugar Bear front ends, but
0: I. But well, getting back to Jesse James, okay. uh, guys like Jesse James, you know, uh, Paul Tuttle yeah, from so OCC, Paul Yaffe, and, and, and the late Indian Larry. Are these guys still relevant today?
2: You know, I think they are in the sense that. Um, they did what they did inside of inside of their uh, experience and their culture.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, I don't know anybody in, in my circle uh, or even in that extended circle that that likes Orange County choppers. Right. Um, but they can appreciate the fact that the bikes were created. You know, and a lot of stuff was fabricated. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- from that perspective, they can appreciate the skill. But I think the only two people that may be relevant there um, would probably be Indian Larry. And um, I, before I move on to Jesse James, I would say Indian Larry because of what spawned you know, out of his shop. He's had a yeah. lot of people who' worked for him um, who have gone on to do some rad things.
0: Oh, yeah. Now Jesse James, he's, is he still building?
2: I don't know that Jesse's actually building motorcycles. Uh, I actually used to, I used to follow him on Facebook, but I stopped. Um, I know that he's doing Jesse James firearms. He's still into metallurgy. He's still into um, you know, his craft and fabrication. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think I don't know these dope bikes to be honest. With you.
0: Wow! So who's the big names in, in the cho- who's the big chopper builders now?
2: Well, so this was a tough question. When I saw your your question come through, um, I I don't know that I'm even qualified to say who's who. But I can tell you the people that I've interviewed, the people that I've talked to, um, people that I've seen when uh, when awards at shows. Some of my favorites. You know, again, this is my kind of my list of people. I really like uh, Max Schaff up out of Oakland, California. He's a professional skateboarder. Uh, he's he's I don't know that he's still skating professionally, but uh, was a professional skateboarder. Still skateboards, builds bikes. He paints. Um, he does phenomenal work, and uh, he's one of the guys before um, before people, other people started doing it, so to speak, in my generation or even the generation before. So Max Schaff is one. Um, he's got a company called Four Q Conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another guy uh, who I really like, Jason Weber. He's actually out of Anaheim, California. He's again a skateboarder um, who got into bikes and started building, and, and you know loves what he does. Um, but they're not like the level um, of builders like what maybe the mainstream media puts out there, like the Tuttles or um, or Jesse James. You know, mm-hmm. these are guys that they literally build out of their own garages, and right. they go to swap meets and they hunt down parts and. They trade parts with friends, and I think those two. Uh, there's a couple guys that I think w- one guy for sure. He's kind of an up and coming guy, but he's he's more he's got the kind of the mindset for doing progressive stuff, but that's that's retro. A guy named JP Rodman out of uh, I think he's out of Raton, is New Mexico?
0: JP Rodman.
2: J- yeah, JP Rodman.
0: We're checking him out right now on the internet. Cool,
2: and <laughs> just to validate my source there.
0: JP Rodman uh, and Company. Watches and yeah. Facebook? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> he,
2: he built this crazy trike. Um, but there was another guy. Um, I wish I had his name in front of me. Um, uh, they call him um, Sick Dalton. And I can't remember his first name. Uh, anyway, he's. I'll, I'll have to shoot you a list of guys that I think are, yeah, are you know, top-notch. You... Wow. But, again, a lot of these guys are... Um, well, I'll tell you, Dalton, for the last Born Free, uh, he was an invited builder. And he not only committed to building a chopper but he designed from the ground up based on some 70s type drawings of a like a hot rod a street rod that the bike would actually load into the back and you would drive the street rod with the bike in the back he not only designed it envisioned it but designed it and built it completely from scratch and got the thing to the show so i mean that's i mean that's above and beyond a lot of guys um a a lot of guys you know can you know buy a frame buy a motor do some fabbing and put some stuff together and show up with a bike that's that's mostly running uh some guys show up with bikes that aren't running uh but they look good and you <laughs> know dalton topics. yeah dalton just went above and beyond well you know so that's just a couple guys
0: yeah well running is a good thing <laughs> i guess the yeah, bike that looks exactly. good is even is better too yeah. but
2: you know these guys especially max and i know some of these other guys share the same thought is that um, if it's not running, then the motorcycle's kind of useless. So, yeah, they loved building it, but if it doesn't ride, then it's useless.
0: Right. I get you. Did you see the movie uh, 21 Days Under the Sun? I did. What was what, your impression of it? Uh, was that representative well, of what's going on?
2: In some ways, yeah. Um, I really liked... Um, I thought they did a good job. So, and I, I told Josh Kirpius this, too. Um, not that Josh and I are, like, super best friends, but I got to see him at um, the Born Free show. There's a pre-party that happens the Friday night before... And um, he was there, and we just kind of chatted a little bit. I, I told him I loved the the concept. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I thought the videography, the cinematography was great. Music was good. Um, there was just some continuity in it that kind of lacked for me. I think they probably could have uh, got another, I don't know, 20 or so minutes out of it and just made the movie flow better. But that's, that's just my opinion critiquing it. I think overall, uh, the guys who were writing... Uh, Especially, uh, you know, Josh is a guy who's a fantastic photographer mm-hmm. who has ridden, you know, a serious chop from coast to coast. I don't know how many times in his life. and he's done it a lot. So I have a lot of respect for him. Um, another guy, another guy I have to, I'm, I know him by his Instagram name. This is so terrible. Uh, 3G Nuck, who was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he builds classic, like, knuckleheads. And not only does he build them, but he finds these specific bikes that were built during the 60s and 70s, somehow he hunts them down and he finds them, whether they're with the widow or they're with the son-in-law or the brother, or whoever has the bikes, and he somehow gets them, restores them, and just, it's amazing to see the work that he does.
0: See, a lot of uh, guys are using the, the... The knucklehead seems to be the engine.
2: In That's, some ways. yeah, I think to the, to the connoisseur, you the know, connoisseur,
0: think, the, the, yeah. the motorcycle and connoisseur does two things you usually don't hear in the same <laughs> sentence. But
2: yeah, I think I think the guys that are really into um, really into the vintage bikes that really love old choppers. Like mm-hmm. there's guys that that'll find an old flathead, like you know a 40s um, flathead motor, and build a chopper around it. Same thing with the you know the the knuckleheads. But are they the most efficient motor? Uh No. I mean, they're made out of plumbing parts, you know? <laughs> so, but it's the nostalgia and the joy of like, man, I bought this knucklehead motor and I found this piece of crap basket case frame and all these parts and I put it together and I'm riding it. Wow. I mean, you can't put a price tag on that.
0: No, not at all.
2: I <laughs> mean, you can to build it, but yeah. you can't put a price tag on the joy that that would
0: bring. Well, of course not. And this, I, this is not one of the questions that I threw at you earlier, but... It seems to me that almost like the chopper culture and the rat bike culture, kind of like holding hands.
2: In some in some way, I think I think you get in that in the chopper culture, you get guys who just build um, bikes that want to ride them, and they don't care really what they look like, you know. Yeah. But then that that specific, I think I know what you're you're talking about. Just that specific, like rat rods mm-hmm. and like rat bikes, where they're created specifically to look old. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some of that. Um, I've seen a little bit of it at the at the show, but mostly from the people who are attending the shows, not yeah. really the guys who are in the shows, you know, submitting bikes and stuff. Right.
0: Now this uh, another question going back to what I had asked you earlier about uh, the bikes being hardtail and all that. It seems like mm-hmm. choppers are intentionally designed to be short short haul bikes that, you know, that some people dare to take on those long rides, you know, but watching yeah. that movie you know, you get, you, you kind of feel the opposite of that. You know, like it's a, like I said, a bike that you can use every day around town, you know, but yeah. you don't want to be taking it on long trips.
2: I think it really depends on the individual. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of one of those things like, um, does jumping on a hard tailed shovel and heading from here to New Jersey to go visit my brothers in New Jersey sound like a great idea? And not on the shovel. You know, I'd rather do it on, like, maybe a street glide.
3: Yeah, of <laughs> course. Um,
2: <laughs> that would be, that would be an opportunity. Uh, That would be the best, uh, in my opinion. But I think it just depends on the individual. And guys like the people who were in that movie, uh, or in that that video, their lives do not really um, differ much from what you saw in there. And that's what they do. They They ride. And they ride hard. And they stay with people that they get to know. They they enjoy that life. And it's kind of like adventurers out there, and they're going to ride it. They're going to... They're almost like they're trying to relive that kind of 60s 70s yeah in a way but i know some of these guys and, and they don't have that mindset they're just doing it because it's what's fun to them it's what they like
0: you know it's funny because i was when i was watching that movie i'm thinking like these guys are hard riders not yeah you know it just they don't give a crap to get on they throw the leg over and they go and they know it's not going to be comfortable but they don't give a crap You know, yeah, and and we, you and I both know that those bikes chopped out the way they do. They're not meant to turn.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it depends on the bike, right? I know um, Josh's bike. The well, and I can't remember if he was on the newer bike or not, but he has the bike that's the Sportster with the um, I think it's a Triumph front end um, called the Locust, and that bike, yeah, it's a long bike. I mean, they're not made to do quick corners or anything, but I know for a fact that he's had that bike across the United States multiple times. That's awesome. Like though. multiple. Wow. Times.
0: Yeah, that's just it's amazing. It takes balls to do that on such a hard ride. Oh, man, oh it, man. It
2: does. It does. And I think that's where some of, you know, it finds its origin with these guys coming back from from the war, starting these clubs and those bikes back then weren't exactly the most comfortable either. They just got on them and started riding and raising hell when they wanted to and sticking close to their brothers. So I think these guys live a little bit of that nostalgia whether they intend to or not. Um, and it does. It takes you either harden up to do it, or, or you just stop riding coast yeah. to coast on
0: <laughs> go bigger, or go on on home How exactly. much? Did, how much did it bother you in that movie when they got to the salt flats and then they're riding these bikes through that water on the salt flats? <laughs> I mean, uh, it I, didn't really. It didn't bother. I'm, you. I'm thinking like uh, that's nuts. I mean, I would spend the next three days just like washing the bike down.
2: I'm a terrible person to to talk to about cleanliness. (laughs) My my bike, I think the only time I cleaned it um, probably consistently was when I first got it. And then when I started really riding it, Mm -hmm. um, because I don't know if I said this earlier, but when I sold my car, we only had one car left for the family. And I pretty much rode my bike, rain or shine, year round for about four years.
1: Yeah, but and, we're uh, talking everywhere. about, if that's California, keep that in mind. We're talking about yeah, where there's salt. Is there's no salt where you are. There's salt where we this are. This is true. Yeah. This is very true. Well, um, you
0: get, get it, some offshore breezes there. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> you didn't consider that salt? <laughs> what,
2: what we get is when it rains and it hasn't rained in forever, you get grease and dirt and just like tons of crap, and it gets all over everything.
0: Yeah, you guys um, can have that.
2: But it's you're right. There is no there's no uh, salt or anything on the, on the ground that totally that's, destroys
1: bikes. Well, that's cars. what we're talking about. And yeah. When riding through the salt flats, he's going to get all that salt on that bike. I just thought,
0: and- wow. Yeah. i tell you what, guys like that, I give those guys a lot of credit for for that kind of a thing. And, and even that culture. I mean, I'm watching the guys at uh, the Sacred Steel Bikes. I've been watching that show. And, uh, yeah. I mean, these guys are, they're hardcore when it comes to their rides. And, you know, they're, I, I don't know. It's it's Again, it's a thing. I, I don't think any of those bikes they're making are, uh, have any kind of suspension on them outside of their front end. But, I, yeah, that's, it's-
2: it's like I said, it's definitely, um, it's a different breed, I think, you know, and, and again, I don't say this in a negative connotation, Mm -hmm. but in, you know, if I was to go, um, get a new bike and kind of hang out, um, with hog, with a hog chapter and hang out, it would be a lot of comfort, right? But, um, and maybe some discomfort if you've never ridden any distance, but there's a lot of comfort involved there, eating, hanging out, good community. These guys are, you know, like I said, they've they either have come out of an interesting uh, scene. They maybe have served, like some of these guys, have served in the forces uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. So they come back. They've they've seen the world, and they don't necessarily want that comfort. They want something that's down, dirty, yeah. And they enjoy going to these grassroots events. Um, a lot of which aren't just centered in California. There's a lot of great like chopper events all around the country and even around the world. Wow. That aren't that aren't like Harley sponsored or have some big yeah. vendors. You know, It just seems it's just, like
0: It's just a whole Harley culture thing Just seems like an entirely West coast thing
2: It did seem that way too when I first got into it And then um, I actually started Interviewing guys that lived on the east coast um, Because they had some Great stuff, there's a, a run called The Gypsy Run mm-hmm. that's put on Back there yep. um, There was uh, Another run that was run out of North Carolina um, And I'm totally blanking on the name Right now, the Revenge Run Uh, It was called the Revenge Run. It was put on by the guys that some of the guys I first interviewed. um, With a, they're not a a club, so to speak. Like they're not an MC, Mm -hmm. but they're a good group of guys called Death Science. And um, those guys were putting on that run along with a magazine that's dedicated to this whole culture called Show Class Magazine. There's some great things that happen on the East Coast, and now, and this was, you know, four years ago. So now there's stuff all in between. There's um, great things that happen in Texas. All Just about every state has something really cool going on at some point. And it's wow. gra- it's that grassroots, like, show up, bring your camping gear. Um, you know, a weekend or two of everybody hanging out, drinking, and having a good time, and sometimes doing really stupid stuff, but making <laughs> crazy memories, you know?
0: Wow. Hear that, Chris? Camping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> so i'm like good luck with that yeah i'll yeah. ride all the way out into the woods and then i'll ride all the way out to the hotel that I'm just <laughs> so uh tell us what's going on what's in store for the chopper profits and coming up and uh what's uh, how can everybody get in touch with you listen to you and all that crap
2: sure so uh, i took a little bit of a break after season three um i released a couple podcasts and just decided uh, i was tired of chasing people down and spending so much time in my garage um, bent over my computer editing. So I decided uh, (laughs) to take a little bit of a break. (laughs) Um, I took a little bit of a break, but uh, behind the scenes I've been working on um, this series um, called Garage Built, and it's actually a video series. Um, I've got some friends out of Salt Lake, actually a really good friend, Cody, uh, who's become a good friend, um, doing some video work and interviewing these builders who the the qualification criteria is they don't buy bolt on anything they fabricate and create in their garage on their carports or in their carports you know uh, in their on their back porches inside their houses wherever they need to but they're not it's nothing that's being built by um, parts that you could buy from companies like Biltwell or lowbrow or even harley davidson or whoever mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a hardtail kit uh, put out which is a great hardtail kit uh, for sportsters put out by a company called Hayfleet Brothers um, that's a really common thing for guys to do they buy a sports chop the rear end off and now they got a hard tail and it's a chopper and they're good to go yeah
0: so I, won't, I won't be doing that
2: my, my focus is to steer away from those guys that do that and focus on the guys who don't have money and they're building these killer bikes out of their garages wow that's awesome that that I'm hoping uh, will be ready here we're still we're still actually filming
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: and so I don't have a release date for it but I'm hoping it comes out sometime a little bit before uh, summertime. Mm-hmm. And they're just real short, like three to four minute um, videos focused on these guys and what they're doing. Very yeah. cool. So,
0: I, I, um, you, are, thing, you, are you going to you going to merge that with Chopper Profits podcast? Or
2: yeah, the other thing I'm going to do is I think I'm going to do another season. Um, between the first season that we did and now, um, people had the good idea to start doing chopper podcasts and interviewing some of the people I've already done. Yeah, and and I totally respect that. I don't have any. Um, you know, hard feelings towards those guys. Uh, there's actually a really great podcast out of North Carolina area called uh, Riders on the Norm, and uh, these guys are doing a great job, like you guys are doing. We're they're getting together and having people in the studio and and hanging out. So, um, I'm I'm actually I feel like I maybe inspired some people. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Well, that's
0: good, good yeah. Because because you, so, honestly, you, you're the only podcast out there that I know of uh, that's doing anything about choppers. You just you just don't hear it. And because there are so many builders out there that are doing what, doing the chopper thing, uh, I, I think it sounds it seems to me like you have a like an endless supply of people you can talk to.
2: You know, with technology, I think uh, we're able to reach anywhere, just like you know, this interview uh, over Skype and stuff. I, I look forward to doing some more interviews with some guys and maybe doing a season four. So that's, that's absolutely how my plans.
0: cool. Great. And how, how can people check you out now? What's the uh, what's the whole thing?
2: They can uh, so there's a couple places you can get us. You can get me at uh, chopperprofits.com. You can also look in iTunes for Chopper Profits, and uh, you can download the podcast there. Uh, but the website generally is where I post stuff. Uh, but I also am on Instagram. In fact, all the rise of, of following and downloading of the podcast came out of Instagram. I had, I didn't post anything initially on Facebook, um, and I didn't buy marketing. It just all came from people who wanted to check out the what we were doing in the podcast and stuff so instagram at uh, chopper profits and chopper profits.com is a website very
0: Sweet. cool mike listen i want to thank you very much for joining us here on the motorcycle man podcast keep up the good work yeah you're awesome, doing a great man. job Thanks, nice, mike just keep your keep the culture Thanks, alive guys. you know spread the word uh, that's we need the uh, we, we need that i think it's awesome of, i think all it's right? awesome
2: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, and I, I love what you guys are doing too. I can't wait to uh, check out. You said you're going to be dropping that video podcast here.
0: Uh, we're going to start. Yeah, we got the, we got some things we're going to be putting up.
2: Cool. I look forward to seeing it. All, All
0: right. right, man. Very good. All right, Mike. Take, take care, care right, buddy. Mike. Thanks a lot. Ride All safe, right. my friend.
2: Thanks, you guys. Have a great one. Thanks you for too. having me on.
0: Absolutely. All right. So there, <laughs> Mike Dub uh, from Chopper um, Profits. That was great. It's good to have him on, you know. Yeah, that is such a such a niche. Uh, it is, and you know, but you it's don't, a popular one though. I mean, it's, it's you know, got a, yeah, you just don't see it it's around also here. Very costly, and yeah, I think that's well, a big it, it, no. Bit. It's just like any, anything. I mean, if you're going to get into you know building stuff from scratch, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's, exactly, you know, you not, not only just costly, but uh, t- you have to enjoy something just like I mean, just like it's relative to anything. You have to enjoy it, like you said. I mean, you, you got guys out there that that, that go like. Uh, you know, like that antique road show, guys. You know, you, you're going out there hunting shit now. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not just being a Harley guy who's going to go to Harley Davidson. You're buy going, parts and yeah, by, right. You know, like I'm going to go You're do? going to swap meets. You're, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're every swap you're meet. You're going yeah. all over the place. And you're buying stuff. Yeah, you're, your you'll
1: drive shit. two hours through a pod. You know, right. it's kind of like right.
0: kind of like uh, Steve, a TT Cycles, yeah. man. He, I mean, he's doing that kind of thing, too. He's built the bikes, you know. So, Wikipedia... This comes from Wikipedia. This is the description of a chopper from Wikipedia. All right, there he goes. Like, uh, this. we should have brought that up a mic and see if he agrees. Yeah, we should have. I, I just we, we don't think of things like this. All right, you have so. the email to email All right, so we're here now out on the pad. No. <laughs> Watch your, Watch your down, head. Watch your head. A chopper is a type of custom motorcycle which emerged in the United States in 1960s. See, Mike already would have said that's a lie. That's and a don't lie. forget sugar, right. uh, sugar, bear. sugar Bear. Sugar was Bear. A... And Sugar Daddy. <laughs> I was going to say Sugar Daddy. <laughs> sugar <laughs> Bear said in the 1950s. How about Sugar Mama? All right. Uh, the chopper is perhaps the most extreme of all custom styles, op- often using radically modified steering, en- steering angles and lengthened forks, a stretched out appearance, appearance, appearance. appearance. I, could, I
1: could not say forks. <laughs> I, bl- I went blank, mind blank. What the hell? Am they can I be built
0: from an original motorcycle, which is modified or chopped, or built from scratch. Some of the characteristics featured of choppers are long front ends with extended forks, often coupled with an increased rake angle. Hardtail frames, frames without rear suspension, very tall ape hanger or very short drag handlebars, lengthened or stretched frames, and larger than stock front wheels. Sounds <laughs> like one of those fucking audio books that I yeah. want to stab myself in the fucking eye. Like, the, oh my god. <laughs> the sissy bar, a tube of The sissy bar, a set of tubes connected to rear okay, fenders and the front. <laughs> which are often extended several... F- s- get a, I get a lot of this... Sissy bars, which are often extended s- several feet high. What did you- <laughs> I wish you people could see what he did <laughs> to this Milky Way bar. I'm sorry, I, s- I squished it. A, a it Milky looks way- like a turd. Uh, yeah, it came out of his cheeks. And that is so can fool the shit out of somebody. That looks like a turd. Wow! Man. Would you stop, please? <laughs> come on, eat it. Come Sorry. on, eat it. <laughs> eat I'm it. fucking myself out eat now. because it. it looks like such like a turd. It's, it's not even funny.
1: <laughs> we should put it on the floor and videotape you picking eat it up it. and eat it.
0: <laughs> come on, eat it. Eat it. <laughs> you got to post it to the oh, motorcycle. Come m- on. post anyway. it to the Motorcycle Men Facebook page, because right. <laughs> you know we have one, but. Perhaps the best-known choppers are the two customized Harley Davises, the Captain America and the Billy bike seen in 1969. Built, Built by who? Easy rider. Um, <laughs> Built by who? Uh, that would be Ben Hardy. That's right. Don't you forget it. And that's right. And uh, Now, uh, with the Captain America bike, there were five bikes. They burnt one in this movie, right? And all the rest of them were stolen. wow (laughs) they're all stolen and actually they said uh, in the article that I read they recovered one and it's been rebuilt and it's in some museum now but three of them were stolen four of them were stolen they got one back but three of them were stolen so who knows where they are now you Mm -hmm. know but uh, that was Mike Tubbs from the Chopper Profits Podcast thanks for coming on the show you know what else are we going to throw out Patreon yeah uh, throw some money I've heard of it do some shit you know um, uh we have our facebook page which is motorcycle men podcast oh, facebook. on facebook and we also have um what email is uh motormanpc at gmail.com or you can go motors motomen at us, and of course the website is motorcyclemen.us Really cool. And uh, check out the other podcast, you know, because you got the loud pipes guys, Rich and Rico and John down in the Carolinas. Is Rico still on it? Yeah, he's that. Well, he's down in Costa Rica, That's but what he's he can... not on it anymore. He, he, is, down? he is. He moved down there, right? He moved to Costa Rica, so, so he does it uh, via Skype. And via all right? Skype. Okay. Yeah, So if he can do it, does he get the ride down there in
1: Skype?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. bikes he, he left his bikes at Rich's house. Wow. So Rich is riding his bikes. <laughs> Have you ever seen Co- Costa Rica. That's where they filmed uh, Jurassic Park. Movies. I thought they I filmed it. that. No, I thought they filmed the Jurassic Park movies in Hawaii. Some of them. Hawaii. Some of one really? of them, but Costa Rica was also one of them. As I, well. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, oh, hey. So check out uh, Del Boy's Garage on uh, YouTube. Get some cool Del stuff Boy's there. Garage. Uh, throttled podcast with Kevin and Larry and motorcycles and misfits. That's Liza and Knock and Bagel and Jim and the other seven hundred people they have on their show. Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can see. Uh, oh, check out Phil and and the guys at Cleveland Moto. Uh, the Pace Podcast, and of course, the Goofy Guys, the Wheel Nerds out in Utah, and Surefire Designs. You know, get that, get your, get your leather on with Surefire Designs and and Road ID, right, Chris? <laughs> Road ID, yes, <laughs> Road fantastic. ID. <laughs> Road ID, is so, so awesome. Some awesome. Because if it wasn't for Road ID, Woody would be without any ID at all. Yep. You know, so go, We gotta get that take care of that, man. and then, yeah. uh, So anyway, so we're going to be getting some stickers from the uh, Stuck Up Sticker Company in Tom's River. Ian's going to nice. Yeah, they're going to be four-inch uh, weatherproof vinyl, unlike the last batch we got, which were three-inch and they were not weatherproof. <laughs> you should get, uh, get the, uh, the magnets. Do they want to get magnets? I'm trying to think of what else we can get. I was thinking about well, hats. Just, you can
1: stick them on the bikes if anybody's willing to do that. Well, yeah. that's... Yeah.
0: I was thinking about I was thinking about doing... Uh, I ain't putting no fucking sticker on my bike. That's for shit yeah. sure. No, right. See, Should if you I had be- a windshield, you could put it on your windshield. No, yeah. I don't even do that.
1: I'd put... I wouldn't even put a, a, a thing on my bike. I have a magnet a, a on magnet my bike. A magnet on my bike. I have a magnet on my back Just watch for motorcycles.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so, you wouldn't put a ma- uh, magnet on your bike? No. On the back fender? If you had a windshield, would you put a sticker on the windshield? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> would okay. you put a magnet on it, windshield? you? <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> So I don't think about you know. I was looking at the shirts. And I want to get. We're gonna. I want to do the uh, the bowling shirts.
1: Yes, I think that'll look nice.
0: The bowling shirts are really cool. They're really nice, and the logo look really cool on it. It's just freaking expensive, man. Pricey. Only you know. e three. That's right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get like a drop ship company to make the shirts, and then when somebody wants it, they just order it right from them, and they pay for it, and we just provide the design. That's what I want, I and mean, it's it's hard to find. It. But I'm trying to get us that and hats. What do you think about hats? No. I think we should redo the, the logo first. Why? Because how about how about with flames coming off it? I think we should do the logo first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think <laughs> we should <laughs> talk about it. What's wrong <laughs> with the, the motorcycle? What's the... wrong with our double M logo? That's 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 just plain looking. I it's, told you that, everybody. It's kind of that superhero look. That's what I that's, liked about it. Okay, <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's motorcycle. No, it's like, no it's, I so like, it
1: really <laughs> looks like MXM if you really look at it.
0: MXM. What? Yeah. MXM. Oh, no, it's two M's crossed. I know, but it looks like MXM. <laughs> no, it doesn't. In your head, it does. I mean, that's a good logo for for standardization of it, but I think we need yeah. something cool. Yeah, we'll do something. I'll, I'll figure something else out. Right now, for to you, Tim, it looks like WW. So, right, it's the WW podcast. No, WXW. <laughs> You suck. You You just suck your ear. Yeah, I see the air. So, anyway, we're going to be taking off here from the motorcycle man uh, townhouse and. uh... Townhouse? Penthouse. (laughs) Townhouse. What the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? Leave me alone. (laughs) Whatever happened to the. Cafe,
1: right? right. Cafe. We're On the top of the cafe, we're we landed the ca- on the
0: top of the cafe. It's the motorcycle men helicopter. Right. And who invited right. the asshole helicopter flyer? <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our helicopter is going to take us away. But I don't know. So, so next week we're not going to do a Tuesday podcast, but I am. I, well, well,
3: I'm going well, to do. Well, well,
0: an, I'm going to do an interview uh, with Ken Blanchard. He's an author. Um. Uh, he's gonna. He's he. He's just gonna be an author He's gonna just Okay, this. I'm gonna do it every with him on Tuesday, and then Thursday is Thanksgiving. We're gonna attempt to do a live streaming show. What we'll do we? Like are a, like are a we? one hour Thanksgiving. There's
1: special. no one hour in you. No, this will be one no, hour. No, no there really is impossible. no one. It's no, impossible. impossible. it It's gonna be. Oh, oh gonna my sit god! Here. We're not gonna eat, Chris. Yeah, we're gonna we'll do this, we're we're this. in whole no. fucking I know, uh, no. that's right. We're, just, we're gonna be. See, ruined this ruined is why world? I <laughs>
0: want to move <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> it's gonna be rude.
1: It'll still take you longer than an hour. No, no, we're gonna, we're
0: going After we eat, we're gonna sit down in here. we will just do this. Stuff. We'll get together. we will just goof off and just have fun. Just talk about uh, if stuff. You really think I'm gonna last an hour? Well, right I Yeah, right. After <laughs> eating, right? No. We're going to live stream it though. It's going to be fun.
1: Good thing Chris's uh, chair is on wheels. He can move back. A little. Oh yeah, bit. <laughs> you know
0: because well, yeah, well, it's okay. We'll, we'll live. We'll live stream it though. It's going, to be, it's going to be our first live stream. We'll get people to. Thing, whatever. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll set you up. You know some how video. to get that done? Yeah, yeah. We'll set up some video yeah, cameras. So. Do a live stream on another day. You don't Why? do it on a holiday. Why not? Because well, fucking people are at their families. They don't no, they're listening. About fucking, podcast. they're listening to the Motorcycle Men podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> on Thanksgiving. on oh, Thanksgiving! Wow, oh, you boy, are, you're full you're full so hard
0: yourself <laughs>
1: Wow, no dude. reality here wow. right now. No. Hey, I don't no. think anybody would watch Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. What you no, I think,
0: <laughs> I think you're wrong there. I think you are wrong there. People would watch Walking Dead. If Walking Dead had a Thanksgiving episode, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. I'd watch it. See? <laughs> what I'm saying. After eat, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, or not yet, yeah, because you'd lose your appetite otherwise, right? I don't know. I mean, the thing, show's been pretty good lately, right? Oh yeah. Negan is an asshole. <laughs> it's, they're a tough ass man. I'm just like, what?
1: Yeah. It's yeah. not making. This can go on
0: for another hour. It could, I know. <laughs> somebody's gonna die on that show real soon. I know. <laughs> right, you know but all right. Well, I guess we're done. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Ted, uh, wrong way, and you're listening to the Motorcycle like Men podcast, and we're getting out of here. Yes, you are. And uh No, you did. You did, did. listen to the Motorcycle like Men
1: Podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> where's my squeak?
0: There we are. Thank you. I'm here with Tim Buck 2 and Chris the Joker. And this is the Motorcycle Men Podcast. And Tim and take us out. Hey, ride like nobody sees you. And Chris. <laughs> what, 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 do, you have, do you have anything to say, Chris? Yeah, hold on
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: People wonder why I can't get shit done,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah.
0: Alright, well, uh, you guys take care, ride safe And uh, pay attention out there Please consider subscribing to the podcast via Patreon. There's a link to our Patreon page on our homepage of the website. With your support, we can improve the podcast and add more content that only you, our subscribers, will have access to. That includes more audio, video, and live streaming of the show. For more information about the Motorcycle Men, visit our website at MotorcycleMen.us. There, you can join our mailing list or leave a comment and maybe give us some feedback. You know we always welcome your thoughts. If you'd like to email the Motorcycle Men directly, email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Please visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Motorcycle Podcast. Our Twitter page is twitter.com slash Motorcycle Men. You can also now hear all of our episodes on YouTube. Just search for Motorcycle Men Podcast. And if you'd like to talk to us and tell us about your ride or just give us some comments, you can do that via Skype. Our Skype name is MotoMenPC. And if you find yourself doing nothing on a Tuesday night between 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, check in with us and we'll make you part of the show. And if you're a good guest, we might just send you some stuff.